0: So here we are with the final in our series that we've called Bear Fruits. Looking at the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, humility and self-control. Self-control, why is that the last one? Maybe because it's the hardest or maybe it's because if we we get to grips with self-control all the others get a little bit easier. Self-control is something that if we can truly understand and live out then it allows us to to be the people that God intended us to be and isn't that what we want I've been watching the Olympics this week I'm sure you have too and I've been mesmerized by the incredible feats of these people men and women doing incredible things going faster and further and getting stronger it's amazing to watch. I've been in, uh, enthralled with the swimming, particularly, because uh, we done really well this year. Uh, and I read about Adam Peaty, who won um, a couple of gold medals, I think it was, this week. Uh, and I read about his daily schedule and what he goes through to make sure he is in his peak condition and is able to go as fast as he can possibly go in the swimming pool. And so he'll train in the swimming pool for two hours at a time, ten times a week. He'll have one day off from the swimming pool. On top of that, five days a week, he also goes into the gym for strength work. And on top of that, he also eats, listen to this, 8,000 calories a day. 8,000 calories is three times what I should eat. That is a heck of a lot of food. And yet he does that in order to get to where he wants to be. Our passage today is all about self-control and it uses the picture of the athlete as the epitome of self-control because in order to achieve anything, whether it's in a swimming pool or a track and field or any other event, you have to be incredibly disciplined and self-controlled. The Greek word here for self-control could actually mean self-disciplined. It means literally to have power over yourself. In other words, you are In control of your thinking, your emotions, your actions, there is nothing that you are allowing to run out of control. What an amazing thing to be like. There's a a, a verse in Proverbs 16.32, it says this. Better to be patient and powerful, better to have self-control than to conquer a city. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. See, if you conquer a city, it is not as good as having complete self-control because the Bible recognises that when you are fully in control of your thinking, your actions, your words, your your emotions, then you can do far more than conquer a city. And yet so many of us just struggle getting out of bed in the morning, don't we? We struggle to do some of the things we do want to do. We are caught just watching TV and doing things that just waste time. We're called to be self-controlled. I came across a, uh, a definition. Uh, as a pastor called Jack Hayforth in um, America. He said this, uh, that self-control is basically making decisions against yourself. I'll say that again, making decisions against yourself. In other words, most of us want to live a kind of comfortable life. We don't want to do the hard work that it takes to to get to certain places. And that idea of making decisions against yourself means that, you know, for someone like Adam Petey, do you think he really wants to eat three times the normal amount of food every day? Of course he doesn't. It goes against everything that, is, that feels right within him. And yet he chooses to do that. Working out 10 times a week in the pool, going to the gym five days a week, I go to the gym four days a week, I'm wiped out. This guy does it even more. Do you think he wants to do that? Of course he doesn't. But he has the end goal in mind. And so he has the self-discipline to keep going, to push himself beyond what some other people would never be able to do. You know, the incredible thing is this, that self-control is actually given to us by God. We think it's something that we either have or don't have, or that we we need to try and work on. The whole point about the fruit of the Spirit is these are things that God has already given us. It says in uh, Uh, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says this For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid but gives us power and love and self-discipline we already have it it's just that we are choosing not to use it we are choosing to live a comfortable life an easy life to go down the easy path rather than the hard path you know the work of the spirit in us is given us self-control the moment you allow the spirit of God to be at work in you he is creating an environment within your soul so that you can live a disciplined controlled life it is simply that we choose not to most of the time we all know the feeling don't we when we we, we think we should pray and yet choose to watch tv we know we should get up early in the morning and read scripture and uh, press the snooze button on the alarm clock. We do this constantly. And yet God has given us the ability to choose otherwise. See, God, we need self-control for a reason. We need to know what we're aiming for. The reason Adam Petey can eat 8,000 calories and, and work out constantly is because he knows what he's aiming for. He's aiming to get a gold medal. He's aiming to win world championships. He knows what he's going for and it's something that he desires and he goes after it. For us as Christians, what what are we aiming for? Of course we're aiming for heaven, but we're also aiming in this life to live a life worthy of God, to live a life worthy of the calling to which we've been called. And I want to give you three reasons. Why we should be self-controlled. The first is this. We need self-control to conquer temptation. You know, Jesus is, is, he is the epitome of self-control. I would love you to, at some point this week, read Jesus when he's getting tempted in the wilderness. He has fasted for 40 days. And the enemy comes to him and offers him all sorts of things. Things that would be with what most people would want and yet Jesus knows what he is aiming for and he is able to control his emotions his thinking, his behaviour and counters the work of the enemy we need self-control in order to live a life worthy of God to conquer all the temptations that come our way and this that we all have them don't we, every single one of us have issues in our lives that if we allow, could take, could take control of us, every single one of us. We need self-control, we need self-discipline in order to live a life that keeps us in a place where we are not tempted to give in to temptation. The second thing is this, uh, we need self-control to help us in our relationships in church. The whole of the fruits of the Spirit, or at least most of it, is all about relationships. It's about how people get on. And for any of you who've been in church, you know, church can sometimes be a difficult place. You're rubbing up against people that you don't always get on with. And in your natural state, you'd want to lash out and re- react to things. But if we are self-controlled, we can deal with issues in a better way a godly, more Christian way. We need to have self-control so that we can have good relationships within the body of Christ. But we also need self-control for mission. See, our reading today, I would love you to read that passage again from uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 9 and to also read the little bit before because the little bit before is paul saying look i have become all things to all people in order to win some for jesus and he can do that because he has mastered self-control let's face it when when it comes to a point where we know that we could share our faith with someone how many of us just turn and run as quickly as we can it takes self-control to say, no i'm going to stop i'm going to talk to this person and i'm going to make the most of the opportunity to share my faith. That takes discipline. It takes control. A friend of mine called Nick. He, he uh, He's not the most natural evangelist at all. He would say that. But he chooses to live a disciplined life. And in that discipline, part of it is. He will always make the most of every opportunity to share his faith. I remember being on a, on a plane with him. And... Um, <laughs> the poor person sat next to him didn't know that Nick was a Christian Uh, and Nick just engaged in conversation very naturally and just started to talk about things and got to the point where uh, this person said what do you do and he said well I'm a pastor and that opened the door and he just took the opportunity to to share his faith and lead that people to that person to Jesus it takes discipline to do that it's not about our emotions It's not about anything else. It is simply about choosing to do the right thing, making decisions against what you would naturally want. That is self-discipline. We need self-control, we need self-discipline in order to live a life that is free from sin, in order to live a life with other people in community and we need self control in order to make the most of the opportunities that come our way but how do we how to keep on developing self control well there's one easy way it's something that christians throughout the ages have learned is important and that is this very simply the spiritual disciplines things like prayer reading the bible fasting silence contemplation all of those kind of things that we know about and yet very few of us truly practice you see if you are able to discipline yourself in one area of your life then it actually has a knock on effect you become more disciplined in other areas of your life I've mentioned earlier that you know I, I go to the gym and part of that is I want to eat well in those times when I'm not going to the gym. What happens is my attitude to food changes. And I'll I'll just eat anything. I become less disciplined. Because I've become less disciplined in one area of my life, I become less disciplined in another area of my life. The more I become disciplined in going to the gym, the more focused I am on also eating well. I've seen that with lots of other people, people who truly get to grips with the spiritual disciplines, let me encourage you to think about make sure that you do read your Bible every day, that you pray every day, and throw in something else, like fasting. Because if you can conquer fasting, you can conquer anything. It is It enables us to develop self-control. So if you can control how you eat, then you can control other things as well self-control is such an important fruit and i want to encourage you to live a life that is truly under the control of the spirit so we're going to pray now and uh, i just want to just for a moment before we we kind of pray for other areas of the world to just for you to be quiet right where you are now just close your eyes and open up your heart and your mind to the work of the Spirit. Allow him in so that he can allow you to be self-controlled. So Holy Spirit, I pray now that wherever my friends are, wherever they're watching this, that they would open themselves up to the work of your Spirit. Help them, Lord, now to receive your power. And as you sit there, let me just just read that verse from 2 Timothy again. Let me, sp- let me speak over you as a declaration of what the Holy Spirit is doing in you now. For the Spirit God is giving you right now does not make you timid, but gives you power, love and self-discipline. Holy Spirit, would you allow all those who are watching us now to be so filled with your spirit that self-discipline and self-control become an easy way of life. Help them Lord to be in control of their emotions, to be in control of their thinking, to be in control of their tongue, to be in control of their heart, Help them, Lord, to to have discipline about their life, about how they order their time, about how they structure their day. Help them to be disciplined as they make uh, certain things their priority in life. Holy Spirit, would you do your work in them now? And as we pray for ourselves, let's also pray for the world. Just quietly where you are. Just lift up to God any area of the world that you know needs prayer. And there are so many of them out there. Maybe it's an area of the world where you have some kind of personal connection to you know someone there. Maybe it's something that you've seen on the news that just touched your heart. Just quietly offer it up to God now. Ask God to be at work in that area. And right now, let me encourage you also to to pray for where you live, the street where you live, to pray for your neighbors. Pray that you might be disciplined in making the most of every opportunity that comes your way to share your faith with them. Pray for your neighbors that they may Grow in curiosity about Jesus. And let me also now encourage you to pray for your family. Maybe your family is doing well, or maybe there are huge difficulties in your family right now. pray that God may bless your family and pray that you may be a light in your family, a light that will shine in any darkness, a light that will chase the darkness away. Lord, I pray your blessing now on all those who are watching this. May they know your power at work within them. May you overwhelm them with your love. May you lead them in the way that they should go. In every decision in this coming week, I pray that you guide them. Help them, Lord, to see and to know your presence with them this week.